This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. So I'm in the studio with Afro, uh, Jack, and uh, he's like, listen to my new track. Like, I got some good samples for it. Naturally. And so on, yes. Uh, and so he's playing it for me. And uh, I, you know, there's this like kind of back, these background voices on the track. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Af- Afro, this sounds like, this is like my mother and father. Yeah. Having a conversation. Mm-hmm. But they haven't been alive since recording technology existed. existed yeah. Right? Yeah. Or it, back then it was like a brass can. You could like record stuff onto a brass can. Mm-hmm. He had found the brass it, can. He had found a brass can. Yeah. And uh, he was redoing his house, and mm-hmm. there was like a secret hole in the wall. In the wall, yeah. Uh huh. Well, I was over because I was doing like when he found that can. I remember I was um, helping him move the wall mm-hmm. uh, from the bottom part, mm-hmm. and I did reach in and uh, pull out a brass can, and I did say, "Let's listen to this." Okay. And I remember saying, this would be great for your new track. And I thought it was interesting that what we heard was they were discussing you and whether you were naughty and you sort of learning to use the potty correctly. Um, it's not nice. The what? The the, the subject of the conversation, I was hoping, I haven't spoken to them in so, so long. So long, yeah. I was hoping it would be something nicer than, uh, the, than what punishment to give me. Yes. For being naughty. Well, but to play not. devil's advocate, from what I heard on the can, mm-hmm. it sounded like maybe you need a punishment because it sounded like you're willfully ignoring the potty. Is that fair? That does sound. I mean, I'm you know good using, about it I'm today. Good now, yes. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that what happened worked. Yeah. And this is almost making. And the me... punishments were pretty tame. Mm-hmm. Take away your licorice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make you eat a whole thing of licorice too much, so you have a bellyache, you don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. Or put your licorice in the potty. Deleting my game files. Oh, yes. That was that was extreme. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that stuff anymore. And I no. remember when I went to school, the nuns would come over and delete your game files. Mm-hmm. We, you know, which, because that's just how we were raised back then. Which then was trying to get the... Metal mm-hmm. ball through a maze mm-hmm, yes. into the hole on the other side. Yeah, so one of those 15 puzzles. Um, and they would just shake it up and you know, start over. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I do, I do, yes, I do, I do relate to you being upset about that. But 
that's all in the past. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook and Insider's Guide to Kicking Butt and Dropping Names on the Red Carpet lined back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. What up, what up? We, on the show, the, the show is taking place in America, United States, in Hollywood. Listening to the show are world people. The whole big and yes, yes. all around it. France. You may recall America. We had oh well, that's f- not French yeah. filmic. Yes, Fr- I'm yes. talking about anywhere that's else. Not, yes, that's a bad second example. That's a bad second example because yes, that is sort of the thing that you knew was definitely covered. Right, but any other place, mm-hmm. French Amer- French or French people. Yes, the fr- the- and I did say that. That was the first thing I said after, as an example of not America. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not a yes. Definitely not America. So, French, America, and you can do the other one. Is there an Australian person? Ah, yes. Wouldn't that be rich and boogieing down under and and toss me the boomer, mate. And what we have here today on a visit is a fan from a different sort of united place you know the united states but Mm. this is a kingdom that's united the united Mm -hmm. kingdom the kingdom and And andrew is here andrew nye that's right yes and he flew all the way here from there um and it seems like he must want something in return Mm -hmm. uh and so here he is and uh uh, this is that, I think. And I think this is pretty much square now. And it's good for us, too. It's a good education for our listeners because we're big Anglophiles. This and is we what like we Anglings. really mostly wanted to talk to you about because we love British comedy. It's being so much smarter. And the mods are, are over there. Yes. Are they? What are they doing, Andrew? The mods. Yes. Are the mods still terrorizing your little town? <laughs> yes. It's it, it's a problem when they're driving around on their mopeds. Their scooters are mm. much too loud. <laughs> oh please, yes, they put a muffler on that. Mm-hmm. And they're frugging. They do the they they get together and they do this frug, which is they call it a dance, but it looks to me like uh, some sort of street fight. No dance I've ever seen. It's far too frightening. And when they when the when they and the rockers get together in the town square, what's that like? It's it's pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go near there. So I am an Anglophile, but that's one part of the English stuff I yes. can get get uh, yes. do without. No, I like Mr. Bean. Yes. So we love British comedy. Mr. Bean, he's smashing the sardines. Yes, it's smart. Mr. Bean, Monty Python, this stuff is just, on every level, just more intelligent so than American brainy. comedy. Yes. Well, here's American comedy in a nutshell. Ow, I, f- I fell on my butt. Yeah. I'm too big to be a spy. You know? Like, that's literally what the comedy is. And it's funny, and yeah. it has its place, but I wish sometimes they would also do some of this Mr. Bean stuff, mm-hmm. which which just kills me mm-hmm. when he's wearing the exit sign over his butt because he lost his clothes in the hotel. Yeah, so him, like, getting a turkey stuck on his head or what's your favorite Andrew my favorite Mr. Bean mm-hmm. I like when he's on top of the car and driving the car with the sticks that's my my favorite part mm-hmm. ah, I don't know that one <laughs> and for like 
here we need like you know the spy the big spy oh yes we need you know like to laugh at people who are maybe less attractive well it's also rated r because it's got to be foul mouth yeah and i don't think you need that in british comedy whereas mr bean is for children can children can watch you can watch with the whole family and he's like a nice looking in shape guy so mm-hmm. like the you know it's something so, a little something for women or just like even as a guy honestly like i like girls but that doesn't that i'm not blind i could still tell that mr bean is a true piece <laughs> to be a guy but like i could think about being mrs bean and what that would be like Yes, and it's and the best comedies uh, not only uh, exist in a fantasy world you can enjoy on the screen, but also create a fantasy world in your mind where, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Bean's coming home from a long day at work. I've made him a casserole, perhaps, and I've sort of set stuff up on the table for dinner. But yeah. before dinner comes a little bit of sure. physical. The little baby beans run in and you say, you guys shuffle along now for a while. And I wonder what kind of antics we would get into trying to engage in a physical activity like that because frequently that sort of thing doesn't go in a predictable way for Mr. Bean. How... Do you think that would play out, Andrew? Yes, Andrew, you're the expert. You're the expert. You've seen the car stick one, which hasn't made it to the States yet. So please, do you know? I'm Mrs. Bean, and my husband and I are, you know, hoping to have a sexual encounter. (laughs) Well, everything he he does seems to to go wrong in some way. So I suppose Mm -hmm. he, gosh, I mean, if he came in the room... Perhaps he would slip on something, mm. or if he was uh, getting into bed, mm-hmm. uh, sort of misjudged the distance, maybe slipped off the bed. Oh, um, oh no. <laughs> what if we were going to do it in the shower? <laughs> shower? Uh, well, it's, I mean, if there was water on, on the floor, um, for example. Don't um, say it. It seems like th- th- there are lots of um, bottles in the shower, uh-huh. and it seems like that might be... A place that he could get his, what do you guys call it? Noggin. No. The, the, the down. The down. Yes. What? What's that? The downstairs uh, piece. Ghoulies, I guess. Ghoulies. Yes. That seems like he could get his ghoulies stuck in a shampoo bottle. Mm-hmm. And when he, all the time he slipped, maybe if you're there waiting, maybe it go in the wrong hole. And so then Isn't that the, the exit. Yes, the exit sign from earlier. And to me, that really seems like a rich, smart area for comedy. Mm-hmm. It, that's sort of an in-the-loop, uh, veep kind of thing. Yes, yes. Love, yeah, love in the loop. I like the cursing. Mm-hmm. It's smart cursing. It's very sophisticated. So creative. Monty they Python, how they dress like... Ladies, and sometimes when they walk, it makes a fart sound. Well, and they would have, if you've seen the one movie, Meaning of Life, they have all the joggers with the um, the holes cut out for their um, Tetons. Their, yeah, what uh, is that? What do you call those? Jumblies, right? <laughs> is, is that right? <laughs> J- jumblies, jumblies, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah jumblies, jumblies, yeah. 
So that, that's interesting, you know, and that was so funny and uh, yeah. erotic. I love knowing what's next uh, and what's coming over from across the pond. Uh, because before The Office, that one kind of snuck up on me. There was this American one, and then people are telling me about this other one, and I wish I had known about that before. So what's coming? What's our new office? Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, do you have Blue Peter? Mm. Mm. Uh, let me check. I mean, it's not its not quite a comedy, but it's sort of a children's television show, mm-hmm. and they do activities, and you make crafts and things. I think that could be mm, Blue's Clues. the next big thing. Okay, that's big. Um, <sighs> Seems like if... Um, Mr. Bean, not not to go back to this, it's just no, difficult for me ahead. to stop picturing it. If his jumblies are stuck in a shampoo bottle, as he is becoming more and more aroused by this, the maybe his wife doing something of a strip show, mm-hmm. it seems like he could end up with a Blue Peter of his own. Uh-huh. He's doing everything he can to not be stimulated by... His wife's performance. He doesn't want to hurt her feelings, though, mm-hmm. uh, because as it, because it's, it's sort of it, it's and it's me. Yes, it's sort of implied that Mr. Bean is endowed. Oh, in a special way. Yes, that he is built physically in a particular manner. It's heavily implied. It's in they don't say every anything. episode. There's no dialogue in every episode, but. They give you a generous clue. And so you can imagine what something of that, of those proportions would do in a shampoo bottle. Yes. Blast off. Now, I, as long as we're talking about fantasies of ours, have to just say this, and I don't know what it is, but I know it's something, and it's Mr. Bean... And Chris O'Dowd. Yes. Uh, Chris O'Dowd is a, a guy of yours. Uh, one of your guys who I wish was one of our guys. Yes. The but, inexplicably Scottish cop from Bridesmaids. Where we said, get over here and start being in our movies. Yes, I need it. Mm-hmm. And, and can you tell me a little bit about him? How is he? Well, I've, I've never actually... I mean, you, you know, the he, he's from Ireland... Oh, mm. perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm from, from England, from the UK. UK. Yes. So, so mean, you're uh, the boss of him. Uh, well, seven parts of him, sort of. Is he a good employee? <laughs> uh, well, um, I'm mean, a, a little rebellious at times. What's Ned Devine like? Mm. He, he's, he's a new one to me. I, I haven't come across him. Mm. Huh. Uh, William Wallace? <laughs> He's again uh, a tricky one. He's not 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 terribly pro English, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Black Adder. He's That's another one. Who, like, whoa. Sorry. Yes, and that's the thing about British people is they're very. One of the ways they are polite is they're so quiet that the mic can't hear them. <laughs> well, yes, you pre- you prefer to do your. You asked if you could do the whole show physically in something of a bean style. And it's regrettable, the podcast format. There is no, what would the bean podcast be like? It would just be him, like, thumping against the mic as he, like, 
Well, I think it's it's pretty interesting that, that you're talking about him being silent because in mm-hmm. Britain he's quite audible. I mean, it's fully full script. I, I don't. I'm you can hear him. I mean, you sort of have to adjust to to his sort of British cadence, yeah. But he's he's perfectly audible. Oh, that's fascinating. What kind of stuff is he saying? Yeah, when I watch him, I like I just hear nothing. Is it my there, Yankee ears? There's there's a lot of stuff about him being worried about uh, slipping or maybe eating eating an undercooked steak, things like that. Oh, so before it's just before he gets into one of his scrapes, he says that he hopes it is not going to happen. He really it's, sets the table, huh? I mean, it's, it's foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear something like that, just him going, uh-oh. <laughs> that sounds sad to me, almost. Mm, but, this yes, is, but that's some of the layers they bring over. over yes, they're not over afraid. The, over the pond. They're not afraid of emotions like we are. And I, speaking of which, I have one of those uh, Keep Calm t-shirts, but mine says Keep Calm and Chai Vog. <laughs> mine says Keep Calm and Put a Bird on It. And I th- and I don't know why, but I love it. What does your guys say? We just have the the regular carry on. Uh, oh, okay. Classic mm-hmm. and the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carrie Brownstein. That's right. Ooh, okay. Similar to Sean's. Close, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are. And what's that? What uh, what's that supposed to be? The poster. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's sort of a phrase. I guess you can take it with you and everyday life and sort of live by that mantra. Okay. Uh, if, if you were in a situation in which you were to to become uncalm or to become agitated or something, mm. like, like if you were slipping. Yes. Um, just chive just on. Ca- <laughs> chive, chive on, carry on, mm-hmm. or uh, put a bird on it. Um, you ever, uh, all the valid responses. You guys got the chive over there? We, we, we just call it... Uh, some of these college we, we girls. We have different names. Hey, some of these college girls they got on that site. <laughs> Oof, they ain't wearing much, Andrew. Uh, we and probably got to go. They're real. <laughs> oh, yes. That's what I love. Amateurs. They're just real girls. Amateurs. Now, I hate the pros. I know I'm being played. Now, Andrew, uh, we got to go because we have a guest coming in, yeah. and it is time to end it's- this. Next on the show is the guest who is today, Neil Campbell. And he's a star of comedy, and he's been on television, and you might know him from the other podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, that you used to like, but you don't like it anymore, because now you can't really listen to it without thinking like, oh, I wish I were as good as the other one, on Hollywood Handbook, the one you love. Hollywood Handbook. So I'm walking into Heartbeat House. Yeah. Um, you know, I do my dance class there on yes, yes. Monday nights, mm-hmm. uh, yoga booty ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like ballet moves and it's also like booty dancing and then we do yoga at the end to right. stretch it out. And uh, they um, are getting all set up in the room and I spot Mercedes Rule. In the back. Mm, 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 mm. And it's so uncomfortable for me as the instructor. In the back, of course, yeah. So uncomfortable for me as the instructor that I have to go and tell her, I'm so sorry, but your classes have expired. Like, you have to buy a new membership or you can't. 
Because she's a friend. Yeah, I know. And From that's probably and why she thinks that she can She come, never would have tried this with Denise. She never would have walked into her yes. class, Richards. Yes. And she never would have walked into her class to pull this BS. Mm-hmm. And so um, I hate to be that authoritarian figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are rules for a reason in that place. Well, because if... Everyone else finds out. Well, Heartbeat House is sacred to me. Yoga Booty Ballet is suddenly now just free for friends. Mm-hmm. Then what do I do? How do I make money? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, that's the story about that. Hey, welcome to welcome Hollywood, to Hollywood Handbook, Handbook. An insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. We've talked before about podcasting. We're doing one now. This is a podcast network that we are doing the show on. You know, one of them is called Earwolf, but that's one that's different from ours. And kind of the old model of that one. Yes, and we're changing it by doing a new one that's called Wolf Cool. Uh, we have one podcast on our network, which is with Seth Morris, and it's uh, Talking Turkey. It's about Thanksgiving. Great Thanksgiving memories get discussed on that. And please, he just did a whole episode uh, about Jonah seating Ray. arrangement. J- with, with Jonah, Jonah Ray, yes. With Jonah Ray. And, um, who brought the thunder in that episode. And so that was great. Um, but... You know, we look at the landscape when choosing the people for our network. We look out there at the landscape uh, and we heard that Earwolf was maybe going to do a podcast with Paul F. Tompkins. And we said, I don't know, you know, like, should we yeah. try and bid for that? And mm-hmm. we said, maybe nope. not. Let them have that one. Mm-hmm. They launched a Lapkus one. We said, let it go. Yeah. This Wamped Up is a thing. Yes. We said, we'll keep our hands off that because we had our eyes on the real gem the whole time. Yes. The Neil Deal. The Neil Deal. And oh. that's Neil Campbell. And Neil Campbell is here. Hi. Hey, guys. And you know him from being fans. When we brought you to Comedy Bang Bang and you mm-hmm. went back and listened to those episodes, you probably heard several with uh, with Neil Campbell being on them. Yes, I've been on a few a few episodes of the, the Bang Bang podcast. Thank, mm-hmm. Thanks for Directing some listeners that way. Yes. Mm. And and, uh, and why, so you have done that show, so why mm-hmm. didn't they give you your own show like they did for these other people? Well, part of it's all about who you know. Mm. You know, that's, that's, that's a tale as old as time. Mm. You don't know Scott. No, I well, I do know Scott, so mm. ah. part of it is about who you know, and I do have that covered. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, okay, that's yes. your part. Yeah. That's the part you have. Yes, yeah. that's the part I have. That's great, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Uh, then, I, well, I asked them. I, um, I'm friends with Lauren and PFT, and mm-hmm. I said, how did you guys get a podcast? And they said, we asked. And I oh, said, oh, I, pretty demeaning. Yeah, ew, not, ew. Just hearing that yucky. makes me be like, oh, oh my, my skin God, crawls. It's so yeah. gross. They groveled and begged oh, for their show. Oh my God. Oh no, we would never do oh, that, nightmare. and you can't either. We would never have that of you. Yeah. But you did ask us if you could have one on our... Yeah, I, you know. Well, of course. Because I, I don't know you as well. Yes, so I just right. want to ask someone I know. You didn't have that part. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll, I'll do one or the other, but not both. That's right. And we, when you said what your dream project was and your favorite thing to study is being science. Definitely. Mm. Speak on your relationship to science, Neil. I mean, I guess it goes back to, I was actually, this is so funny, when I was a kid, 
Mm. I was in school. Oh. And we actually had a science class. Neo. Yeah. You never told us uh, that. We did. We did. And, and we had a, a science textbook. Mm. And it would teach Not us about, about science. Yeah. Yes. And, and it was just such a wonderful like introduction into this whole i mean it's an art form really is this is science this, is an art form yeah. Sci- yeah science is the biggest art there is mm-hmm. and it's um the different colors of the chemicals and such it's and, nature's art form mm-hmm. this school sounds so insane to me is this montessori or what's going on no no this was just thike elementary school and Thyke. um it's like virginia yeah and, mm-hmm. and they just is that I, what I you said uh when you were telling a fake story, right after you tell a fake story, <laughs> we got our, our share of ribbing You'd from the thike. other schools. Yeah, thike. yeah, thike. Thike. Well, so I, uh, I, of course, am passionate about science, and um, so passionate it's one mm. of the things that really juices me up and gets me a metaphorical boner. Bugs, uh, whales, whales. The um, human body. Yes. Beautiful women. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because anything science. can be science, and anything. that's a big thing that your podcast is about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's looking at the science of the everyday, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, in, in addition to the science of the weekly and the science of the monthly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the you can really pick any any sort of... And when you say science of the weekly, that's not being like weak nerds or anything because nerds are becoming stronger than ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're using their brains to go, how do I... I I can use science to increase my body mass to make, make muscles. Power, yeah. yeah, yes. And I think that science nerds actually are the best at working out and have the biggest muscles because they were able to do all the calculations. They can exactly. build a machine and they understand and what angle to put things at. Mm-hmm. You know, some mm-hmm. people look at weights and kind of kick them around. Yeah, and and yes. a science whiz understands if I take this weight and I push it against the force of gravity rather than letting yes. gravity help me, mm. my muscle mass will likely increase. Yes. yes. And, and not knowing about gravity is really bad for these jocks as they... They don't know. They, they're just they, floating as far as around. They know, a graviton doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And that's, yes. And as they are um, getting older, a lot of them only have very strong feet because, as you said, they kick the weights around and they never are. Right. Or gravity. they've become expert. And they've maybe, you know, they've probably made a lot of money off of dropping and, and, and using mm-hmm. gravity. But then you mm-hmm. get to a certain age and that runs out. Yeah, you need to have fought against gravity mm-hmm. to sort of build up a body that that can sustain it all. Sustainable, age. yes, and it's the difference between being rich and being wealthy. Now, yes. uh, and it's and I always like to talk about that and Chris Rock. So, um, can we please? Talk about this show, yes. and I'm so excited, and we're going to launch it out of Wolf Cool. And it's a little like TED Talks, and in fact, we're we calling it We were looking at, TED at, the, Talks. at the landscape, and there are these TED Talks, and yeah. we decided to do them mm-hmm. again the same way. Yes, um, but we added a D, so we can't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a guy we know. So before you say, like, you're not allowed to do that, there is a guy who's a friend of ours. She's a lovely man. Mm-hmm. And so we what this format of this show will be is every week there will be a great science topic and Hayes, Neil and I will each have done a TED talk 
uh, about it, and you'll get to hear. And so we're going to play some clips from our first uh, premiere episode that's coming out. Yes, and what are the topics for this TED well, Talk? Do we do we want the science of love? The I science thought. of I mean, love. Could there be a richer? Is a good one. That's a great one. Yes. Um, does a watched pot never boil? Mm. Okay. And uh, I guess mine is probably going to be about soccer. Yes. It's me, so it'll be soccer. Yes. I guess what we'll do, we'll just play our first episode and then occasionally cut out of it to discuss the things that we did in the episode, like behind the scenes stuff about the podcast. Yeah. And so I guess there'll just be like kind of backing music for the podcast, which is how you'll know that you're listening to the podcast. Mm. Does that make sense? Elegant. Oh, maybe. Okay. So with, without further ado, this is um, this is our TED Talks podcast. Without further ado, this is our TED Talks podcast from Wolf Cool. Today's subject is the science of love. You know it is hugging and kissing, but is it actually math in as well? Our first speaker, science fan, Neil Campbell. Love. Seems pretty simple, right? <laughs> it's just a matter of saying I love you to someone. That means you're in love. But what causes that? There's something beneath the surface. There's, there's something going on, a chemical reaction inside your brain that is what love is. And, and scientists have been able to trace this. Trace this to a chemical reaction. And, and, and in fact, it is when a hydrogen molecule interacts with a nutrigen molecule. With a Neutrogena bottle. <laughs> and I guess we'll speak on our decision to have multiple scientists collaborating with each other. Well, the thing about these stage. TED Talks that I've heard is it's always one scientist just talking straight. And I feel like if they fuck up or if they just um, maybe are forgetting a point or maybe if another scientist has a question why can't they chime in during that TED talk exactly mm-hmm. I've also noticed normal TED talks they sort of go through a thing and then they at the end talk about a lesson they've learned and I think one thing so convenient <laughs> and you know? what we're good at is really really pulling out minimum of seven lessons we've learned <laughs> Yes, because the idea that there's one primary lesson being learned from any one of these TED Talks is so minimized. And it wastes your time as a listener. Yeah. I listened yes. to something for an hour, I was just learned one lesson. Mm-hmm. And people just kind of want to get right to that, which is really what we do in a lot of these in a lot of these talks. Oh baby, yes. Lesson number one. When you find a partner, it's pheromones. Same as butterflies. Lesson number two. The first time you have love is with your mommy. Lesson number three. You only feel love at the moment your heart is beating. Between beats, hatred. Lesson number four. Love is for between a man and a woman. Lesson number five. It's not safe for landwalkers to fall in love with an eel. Lesson number six. It's okay to be hot for teacher. And you'll know it 
do the physical sensation of feeling hot. Lesson number seven. Love is great. But sometimes chocolate is being as this as very nice. Why Iana? Well. <laughs> We're allowed to have fun here. Yeah. So that made you mad. Oh well, in a joking manner, mm. uh, because I felt like you were being very cheeky with that final lesson. Oh, okay. Uh, and I so because I, thought, I did not take that as a joke at the time. And, you, you know that. Mm, yes. And, and then that, when I confronted you about it, you did pretend that it was serious. Yes. Well, um, I guess the, in my mind the joke was. Science is taken so seriously and talking yeah. about love is always taken so seriously mm-hmm. that the fact you were being a little cheeky, imagine I said, no, you're not allowed. Mm-hmm. And to me, the best way to follow that joke up was to never back away from it and to actually fire you from the podcast and to um, make you move to a different house from the one you lived in by yeah. calling the police Mm-hmm. And getting a restraining order filed against you and then standing in your front yard so you couldn't go home. I, I mean, I guess we can skip that part of the podcast now since we sort of know sure. what happens there. Mm. Um, so just pick up again, I guess, after that portion? Yeah. Okay, great. Sorry. Sorry about that. Maybe I should just pick it up where we're kind of the next thing in the notes. Yeah, no, I probably went too far with the whole. It's fine. It was funny. I uh, yeah, the concept is funny, but in practice, it was. I mean, it just goes back to McCarthyism. You know, it's mm. it's funny to actually angry, and Melissa McCarthy does it all the time. Love. Soccer. People love it around the world. But what is it? It's kicking only. We know that. And they have it in Spain, Germany, uh, and all these other places. Go! Let me go! Let me go! Recent studies have actually shown, though, that one-eleventh of a soccer team is allowed to use their hands. Yes, and uh, I actually have done even more research into that, and I found out that sometimes when they're outside of the bounds, then they can use it too. Now, the thing that um, I'll say now sort of upset me about that is that those are my soccer ideas. That's Mm. my soccer research. And in science, as in any art, you, you credit... The artist. Mm. And uh, to hear my ideas like that on the speaker that was projecting outside of the Nokia theater yeah. uh, was – that was difficult for me. Would you guys speak on the decision? To- I, I feel like it was covered under fair use. We were sort of doing like the girl talk of of a TED talk. It was a girl TED talk. Mm. Where we were taking your ideas and sort of mashing them up and, and yes. making them into their own thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't think we stayed on any one of your ideas for long enough that we would have had to pay you for the idea. Mm. We took a break. We just passed a soccer ball back and forth. Well, I do like that kind of music. It gets me mm-hmm. very excited. Should we cut to the podcast that I guess we 
chose to do after the love and the soccer ones, which is does a watch pot never boil never boil. never sort of a, a metaphorical kind of title for what, what right we're getting into the themes that week yes and uh, I guess we'll find out what that is a metaphor mm-hmm. for yeah mm-hmm. yeah. They often say a watched pot never boils. And that's true. If you're trying to make a pot or any object boil simply by observing it, you're SOL. And we we should talk to you about that. None of the rudeness. Yeah. You know, because I do know what that means. Yeah. It's a science place, and and so that's not for that. If you're going to say SOL, it should stand for science of love, and that's it. I understand, but I sort of like to position myself as the rebel scientist. You know, that's why I wear the leather bomber jacket, and, you know, I've got the wraparound shades wrapped around the back of my head because I'm indoors, but, Mm -hmm. you know— Obviously, I said you like to enter the room backwards. Yeah, I like to enter the room. I can't moonwalk ever since I had the reconstructive ACL surgery, but I, you know, people understand it's kind of an attempt at moonwalking. And Mm -hmm. then people can see the back of the jacket. Can I see the back? Yeah, Yeah, that's a a, porky pig emblem. Yeah, and it says almost cursing. Yeah. 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 Okay. I had it custom designed Hmm. by my stepdad. And speak on your relationship with your stepdad. With him, yeah. It's great. I mean, we have a great relationship. I, um, you know, he. Are you he, guys living separately? Or? Yeah, yeah. We don't live. He's he works at his embroidery business, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he'll still send me. He taught me how to draw a porky pig, and he'll still send me drawings and hmm. um, that he's do, done new ones from new angles. Hmm. Ever it seems like every day he's he's sort of discovered a new angle of porky pig. Yeah, to he draw. was working on an aerial view of porky pig when yeah. I was there the last time, and not just the top of his head and snout, but actually as if porky was sunbathing on a roof, and you yes. were in a helicopter above. Yeah, watching and you could that. see the shadow of the of the helicopter kind of covering. His left hoof. The detail, mm-hmm. yes, of that. Yeah. And the bikini straps kind of resting yes. to the side as yeah. if you were getting yeah. sort of a rare tree. But if you had been, yes, underneath yeah. or if he sat up to and put lotion on exactly. or something, you yeah. get to see the whole thing. And he's been doing a whole, uh, you know, a lot of low angle portraits of Porky arching his back and stretching out. <laughs> stretching out the Some of the. Yes. I mean, it's Porky. He's funny. I'm laughing because mm. it's a comedic character. Well, he has a speech impediment, and the idea of seeing from a low angle where you can actually, I mean, if you're low enough where you could look straight up his pant leg or something, um, or even from the back yeah. where you could follow that curly Q tail all the way exactly. home. Wee, wee, wee. Mm hmm. He did a drawing recently of Porky in the X-ray machine from Total Recall. And you could see the bonus curly as well. In the oh. tail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the X-ray I realized... machine from Total Recall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a human X-ray machine. No. no. Um, uh, like it's not a normal one like we use in our hospitals. Uh, specifically the one. I realized it was, it, was, it was a drawing inside a thought bubble that was emanating from Philip K. Dick's grave. Mm. Before we get too far away from it, I realized I did say looking up his pant leg, and I forgot to explain that while traditionally Porky Pig is not wearing pants, that your stepdad also does put him in some pretty unique yeah. outfits. He draws him in different outfits 
when he's wondering if he should buy new clothes. And he'll look at something online and they'll go draw Porky in it to see if Porky looks good at it. And so he'll be like, oh, oh that – he looks kind of ni- the, nice in those – And he's not know, a Banana Republic man. trousers. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. not a thin no, man. No, so he is so, a yeah. fair way to figure out sort of what's going to fit his frame. Yes, exactly. And now your stepdad yeah. is your father. My dad, yeah. Yeah. I just thought – are oh, you hiding from that? that? Yeah, I just thought it might be interesting for people. Oh, well, I just not. thought it was obvious. Okay. Um, yeah, it is my dad and um, my dad porked your mom. Yeah. I mean, for like you know, right? I mean, after I was he born, says though, it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, and so uh, and so we, you know, we're all one happy family, definitely. And you don't feel like, like you know, Sean is there in the house, but you don't want to. Live in the house as well. No, I've kind of struck out. Dad. Yeah, I've struck out on my own. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a, a nice tent in the backyard, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and and mm-hmm. it's it's. I just I'm an independent person. I like having my independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I admire that, and I do. I am sometimes jealous when I see like, oh, he's got his own entrance, um, and uh, you can come home whenever, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and has been able to run an extension cord out there. That was uh, nice. And that was so a good day. it's like uh, that's sick, but at the same time, I'm in the basement. Uh, and I can I feel like rock really hard down there, That's which true. you can't necessarily do no. because your tent is so close to the neighbor's property line. That's true. That's true. And I and usually the cord is just in my lava lamp. But if I try to put it into a guitar, you know, you you have the amps, you have everything to really be able to rock out down there. And mm-hmm. I, I only have one power source. Mm-hmm. At a time. And the light source, that's your light source. It's my light source as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I could try, but I'm not good enough at the chords to, to be able to finger you them in the You can see the guitar, yeah. yeah. So, well, people are going to be wondering how that pot gets hot. Oh, well, yeah. Let's, let's find out. You could burn up the pot, but where would the fire come from? Well, not from just watching it. That's the problem. So when you think about whether a watch pot doesn't ever boil, then you would know that it never boils. And so if you do go to the store and buy the pot, just know when you get home that making it boil will be harder than just looking at it. Lesson one. When you turn the knob, it becomes fire on the top. Lesson two. You may be wondering if you downloaded this podcast why Boyle was spelt like Peter Boyle's last name. A pot won't turn into Peter Boyle. The act of boiling. Lesson three. Pot is also something to bad kids smoke. Lesson four. B O I L I N G is becoming hot. B-O-Y-L-I-N-G is coming in with that great laugh line and making the studio audience go crazy. Let's say you put a watch inside a pot. That's not going to change anything. Except you're going to be wondering where your watch went. 
That's why lesson five is put a watch around the pod. Then you'll know how long it's taking. Lesson six. What about watches like um, the guy who's like the night watch at a factory? And that's another cut. Lesson seven. Let's say you just want to make some pasta for zoo. Just call a restaurant. They'll do it for you. Why I oughta? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you were mad that time. That time I was really pissed off. To send all that business to restaurants when mm-hmm. we are trying to launch a series of Wolf Cool Pops. Pasta Fazools. Yeah. And, and Pasta Fazools, yes. Yeah. Um, well, they're pots for making pasta fazool, and they come with all the ingredients inside. Yeah, one-use pots. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going to all the different store, you know, go to the grocery store for right, the right. pasta, go to the spice store for the fazool, mm-hmm. get the pot and some it's other, uh, who knows, the garbage yeah. dump. Who has time? Get it all together in the mail. Mm-hmm. Mix them all up. We send the water as well, which is special Italian water, which has the different minerals. Because mm-hmm. LA water's heavy. Yeah, yeah. And Italian water, you know, and it comes in a thing that's shaped like a boot. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, it was, I could see why you would get upset. To, yeah, I really, it was a, uh, a slip of the tongue, which it would be a great idea for a future TED Talk. Oh, mm. God. That's such a rich area. Should we play that episode? Yeah. Yes. Eating pussy. It's a great way to make a girl come. <laughs> and that can be important. I call it a slip of the tongue. Lesson one. Memorize the alphabet before you go in there, because it's going to come in handy. Lesson two. The better you're doing, the slipperier it gets. Lesson three. Don't get scared. Lesson four. If you do get scared, pretend that you saw a mouse. Lesson five. If you aren't used to the taste of slime, go lick some so you get used to it. Lesson six. Let's bring back that mouse Hayes mentioned earlier. (laughs) Is she cool with that? Lesson seven. A lot of people don't realize that getting slimed on the old Nickelodeon shows was was meant to replicate what happens if you do a good job with your eating pussy. What do you mean? That's how it should end. That should be the final result. Speak on that? Something similar to the experience of getting slimed. Mm. On say, figure it out. One of these old uh, Nickelodeon shows yeah. that mm-hmm. we all love. Great network. Don't you love those old Nickelodeon shows? I could watch them all day. Anything from any old show from when I was a kid. And they were actually funny. And they were like 
pretty twisted in a way that stuff on TV for kids is not anymore. It's all safe now. Dude, some of these shows when we were kids were so fucked up. It'd be about, about nose it. picking. They and could talk about them, nose picking. I mean, and some of them were actually like scary too when they tried to be. Mm-hmm. Like some of them were genuinely like actually scary. Dude, yeah, it's fucked up some of this shit that they're trying to do to some of these guys. They're trying to kill those Power Rangers. Yeah. And did that influence on you? Yeah, well, you know, originally when I was trying to come up with a podcast idea, I thought I'm just going to get a bunch of kids and I'm going to gather them around a campfire and I'm going to have them tell each other stories, (laughs) scary stories, Mm -hmm. and then... I'll just record them and make that into a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm. And what happened with that idea? The fire ruined the audio. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. of the screaming. The scre- well, sure. Yeah, the kids. I built it too large. <laughs> well, and you, you, their and your feet were in it. You're recording out of your tent in the backyard, exactly. which is not a great place to have a right. fire I just got inside. one directional mic. And yeah. it's that thing where to summon a story or whatever, the kids have to throw... The fire exploder. Exactly. Yeah. And most of their stories, they're scary. I'd say, tell your scariest story. Most of them revolved around how they wound up there. Right. The events leading up to them being in a stranger's backyard. And the you think of what I learned uh, from just observing this experience is a lot of times the sort of fire exploder is just sort of like a special effects powder that yes. makes a poof. Yes. But you were having them throw a car battery into the middle of the <laughs> yes. fire. Yeah, I've been trying to get rid of these car batteries, as you know, <laughs> for years. Oh, yeah. No, I bought a couple of those. You can't just throw them in the trash. <laughs> no, you have to you dispose of them a special way. Yeah, you please. did a TED Talk on kid acquisition. Do yeah. you, do you, should we play sure, some of sure. that? Okay. Kids. They're everywhere. But what if you want one and you don't have one? <laughs> you can't just make one. You got to go get one. And science can help. You can look at... Geometry and figure out what angle I should approach a kid so he can't see me. You can look at where the sun is. If you can't see it, it's probably dark out and it's a little bit easier to go at a kid from an angle at which he can't already see you. Lesson one. If you keep your mouth shut, I won't hurt you. Lesson two. I talked to your mom... And uh, she's sick, and she needs you to come to her with me. Lesson number three. Look, here's a form. Your parents signed it. It says you belong to me now. (laughs) Lesson four. Shh. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Look, you can stay up late, watch whatever you want. We can eat candy for dinner. Anything, anything you want to do. Shut, shut, shut up. Lesson six. Yes, that, that form is written on a Tootsie Roll Pop wrapper. I bet that Tootsie Roll Pop is uh, is, is somewhere inside uh, the canoe. Lesson ten. Here's a hair dye packet. I'll help you. You need to change your hair color. Lesson 55. That's not your name anymore. 
So that's our podcast. That's the new one. I think it's going to be a big hit. As long as it's higher than wait, wait, don't tell me. I don't care. Honestly, that's the only thing that is. Yeah. That's our big enemy. Important to me at this point. I understand that's how a lot of people get their news. Mm. I think the death of traditional newspapers at the hands of wait, wait, don't tell me, I frankly mm. do not think is a positive development in our You're society. You're getting in-depth coverage. Yes. You're just getting the highlights, the yeah. bullet points. Yes. And uh, Paula Poundstone, to me, is not a real journalist. Mm. No. There's only a couple real journalists. Tom Bodette. Shelby Farrow. I'm trying to think of who else is a journalist. Mo, Mo, Mo is a real journalist. Okay, he's on a he's in a gray area for me. Where yes, he's a journalist, but he's also a true entertainer. Which to me, the new when the new when the Daily Show opened up, he's been there before. What's the ex? Why wasn't it Mo? Oh, Mo Rocca. Yeah. He may just literally not have had time, or they may not. He may have changed his number, and they can't get it. Yeah, mm. maybe they couldn't afford him. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the episode of the show. Um, Neil, thanks so much for being here, and we're really looking Cody, forward to Cody. Wake up, wake Cody, up, Cody, 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 Cody. Wake up, Cody. Show Neil your poison oak. Oh, Neil, you don't want to see this. Oh, that gives me an idea for a podcast. <laughs> It's been a, a, a true honor, guys, and thanks for launching my new podcast. I can't wait to, to keep working with you. Dude, yes. I can't wait to kick ass and let's do this thing. Um, it will be on uh, – Wolf Cool has its own app. It's not in the app store. Send us your phones uh, and we, we can, can – install the app We can do a our, procedure. It's a hard yes. hardware installation. There's a little um, fob. A, actually, yeah, it's a physical chip we put in. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, – and you'll love it, and that's how you hear all the Wolf Cool. And the um, TED show is going to be coming out every third – Sunday mm-hmm. uh, at um, I thought it was summer every third summer mm-hmm. sorry I'm my LASIK is giving out on me so I gotta go do a new one but uh, if it won't if the equinox is happening it won't come out that day well uh, yeah that's obvious yeah so pro version the pro version who wins it the pro version goes to Witty Llama. Witty Llama gets a pro version, and uh, they get an exclusive look, uh, just a quick glimpse, at uh, Neil Campbell's podcast about Cody's Poison Oak rash. And that's for Witty Llama. Hey, Cody, let, let me take a closer look at that. I need you to take the whole shirt off. I don't know how far it's spread. <laughs> I've seen a little around the waistline. You gotta lose the pants too, God. <laughs> Bye. Hollywood Handbook is brought to you by Wolf Cool Productions, a subsidiary of Calvin and Hobbs. Ow, baby. That was a HeadGum Podcast.